Now time for Chilling with Quillen on ESPN Central Texas. We do it every Friday at 420, or at 423 in this case. Curtis Quillen standing by uh, as we speak. And, uh, boy, Curtis is a guy that uh, loves getting his staff out across the country, loves getting uh, to, to Ames, Iowa, places like that to uh, cover the Bears. Uh, Curtis, where where are you right now? Because you cannot get to uh, Ames, Iowa, you know, by 11 a.m. kickoff, leaving tomorrow morning, okay? So I'm just kind of curious, where where are you sounding off from right now? Uh, the conference room at our downtown Temple Studios. However, Matt Lively is currently at Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport waiting All for right. a flight to Des Moines tonight. All right. I think I, I think I may have been tipped off on that, and so uh, I appreciate you letting him have that experience. And, uh, my gosh, uh, the Channel 6 uh, has been all over the map here, and it'll be great to have that representation out uh, in uh, Ames. Um, by the way, uh, happy 15th anniversary of the I, uh, I'm a man, I'm 40 speech for uh, your head football oh, coach, Mike Gundy. Uh, we celebrated that yesterday. And then a good little rant two days ago. I love a Gundy rant. And I love how coaches write things down on, like, some weird-looking, like, tiny little sheet of paper. And then he, and then they refer to it. Then, of course, he went off script for a good portion of that. But I like the point that Mike Gundy made. We We had no choosing in this. Oklahoma State did not ask for Bedlam to be over. So don't don't any Sooners out there act like, oh, they're not going to play us anymore. We're not going to have Bedlam. This was a decision the Sooners made, and I think uh, Mike Gundy just wanted to reinforce that. You know, and I, he made a lot of really valid points. And Do you understand the kind of mental confusion I found myself in when I listened to a Mike Gundy rant? and said, wow, this seems really well thought out because some of his past <laughs> rants have been just so unhinged. Uh, the fact that I'm sitting there listening to Mike Gundy talk about something and saying he makes some good points. Like, what kind of world are we fo- finding ourselves in? Because in the past, you know, the I'm a man, I'm 40, if you know the story behind it, you know just how much of a jerk he made himself out to be in that rant directed at – uh, someone who still is on the beat 15 years later covering both of the Oklahoma schools there, um, you know, in OU and OSU. But this one, you know, talking about, like, it's over. They, they, went, they went with Texas to a bigger paycheck, and that's fine. I get it. But trying to have this childish conversation of, oh, Bedlam, Bedlam's going to – like, yes, Bedlam's a fun rivalry. But, Matt – if you, I mean, you're a Baylor grad, if you lost 84 out of 100 times to your rival, would you really think that they would that that other school would want to protect said rivalry? <laughs> we had that with Texas for a pretty good long for about 1957. The Bears didn't beat them on the road for about 40 years, and then finally broke through in the uh, in the late 80s. So I know a, I know a couple of things about long histories like that absolutely i know what you're saying now curtis quillen joining us on the matt mosley show we'll get to some of these high school games and i want to leave plenty of time because sometimes we talk so much college that we don't leave enough time to hit some of these uh high schools but 
the Bears going to Ames. I am expecting a much better performance. In fact, during that COVID year when they were really bad, Baylor really should have won that game out there. That was a good Iowa State team, and they jumped out to a lead. So there are some guys on this team that can remember uh, that and, and jumping out to a big lead and actually playing well on the on the road. Um, this is another great opportunity. And, 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 Curtis, if they go out there and play well and win this game, that's the great thing about the Big 12. Um, they'll be right back in. They'll move up to 13th, 14th in the country, 15th. And they'll be fine. I mean, everything will kind of settle back down. Now, if they don't, if their eyes are big and they and they perform poorly out there on the road, then we got to start asking some questions. Is the message not getting through? Did we overestimate the talent on this team? There's a lot of questions we have to ask. And all, on top of all this, Curtis, how many questions are you getting from people about uh, Nebraska? Because I, I, I'm trying to ignore all this, and yet all my buddies – uh, all my Baylor brethren are texting me like crazy today. Hey, hey, what's, what, is, there any, is there anything to this? Is there anything to all this smoke? Um, that, that's also out there right now as Baylor gets ready to play this game. You know, uh, I've gotten the question a couple of times, but it, you look at just the disarray that Nebraska is in as a program. I mean, good night. It, you know, I think they'd give anything to go back to – to nine and three under Bo yeah, Pelini. Yeah. The whole reason they fired him was because he kept going nine and three. And I think they'd give anything to go back to that at this point. Kind of like Texas, I think, uh, when they had to fire Tom Herman, or when they chose to fire Tom Herman, rather, I think they would have given anything to go back and keep Mac around a little bit longer. Uh, it's the questions are obviously there. I see them a lot on social media. Um, look, I don't fault Pete Thamel for his report. I think he, when when he tweeted that out, he had 280 characters to basically list off people that he thought Nebraska would give their agent a call to gauge interest. But you only have 280 characters. You have people breathing down your neck to, oh, get that reported because, you know, sometimes that's how uh, some of these things happen. It's not, I'm not blaming Pete Thamel. I would have put Dave Aranda's name in that too because if you're in Nebraska and you look at what, at the job Dave Aranda did at Baylor, why wouldn't you at least call his agent and say, is your guy interested in our opening? And just see what happens from there. But I also don't necessarily think that Dave Aranda is looking to leave Baylor. Um, you know, there's there's a lot that Dave Aranda does that fits at Baylor that doesn't, that doesn't fit um, at a power, at a, you know, uh, at, a, at, at the kind of, program and that Blue Nebraska blood. is always in yeah always in the public eye constant Heisman Trophy winner winning history national championships like the man he doesn't want to be the center of attention and he somehow finds a way not to be the center of attention as the head coach of a power five school that is the reigning conference champion and just won a New Year's Six Bowl game you can't do that in Lincoln you can do it in Waco you can do it in other places. I don't think that he is all that interested in Nebraska, but let's all be honest. The only guy who knows the answer 100% is Dave Aranda. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Thamel, uh, it, it's an interesting deal, and you're right. Sometimes agents are, are, are doing some things. I've told people to settle down and that it, it'll all be fine. I mean, Leipold – 
even Matt Campbell could be great fits. I mean, I, I would hate that for Kansas to finally have something moving in the right direction and Nebraska comes and, and plucks them, but that's what happens. That is what but happens. Here, Matt, I, here's my question. What does fit even mean anymore in college athletics? Oh, I, I'm with you. With the region, you know, there's no more regional. They, I, I, I guess I would just say at least you know winning in the heartland, uh, which is what you'd have to do at Nebraska. He's done it at a at a place that historically is not good. I'm talking about Campbell, Matt Campbell. The Leipold has yeah. not done this long enough at Kansas for me to tell you. Oh, Leipold would be a no brainer choice. I know people think that right no, now. No, but when you see but, what Leipold did at Whitewater and what he did at Buffalo and what he's doing in year. In really what is truly a year one at Kansas I know, but because he got hired so late. None of that compares to Nebraska. Like, not not any of those jobs. Iowa State is a better comparison because, it's you know, they've had to play big-time competition. Kansas has not. Can, I mean, Kansas beat Texas last year. That's basically all they did, and they've gotten off to a nice start this season. I'm just saying Leipold has not done it long enough at a – at a high place. I love those places you mentioned. Nothing against Buffalo, nothing against Whitewater, nothing at all against it. I'm just saying Nebraska's a different animal, and you know that. Uh, all right, it is uh, the Matt Mosley Show. Curtis Quillen, chilling with Quillen, the uh, sports director at Channel 6. Now, Curtis, I've, I'm looking at some of these uh, the picks in the Waco Trib of tonight's high school games. First of all, give us, your, give us the Channel 6 game of the week. And, and kind of the game of the week, um, uh, boy, sometimes that'll turn into a marriage proposal. You never know what will happen <laughs> with the GOTW. What do you all have this week? Uh, I'm, we're, we're, we're stirring up the hornet's nest that is District 11-3A Division One, And we're going to Leopard Field and Lorena. Nicole Sheeran will be there as Lorena and Cameron Yo open district play tonight. Uh, this is an awesome matchup. You have two explosive offenses that come in a little bit differently. One with a lot of new places or a lot of new faces in a lot of new places, whether that's uh, higher up on the depth chart or in a completely different position from that state title run last year. And then you look at Cameron Yo, and it's a lot more experience on the offensive side. Um, the computer projections at Dave Campbell's Texas Football have this game as I believe a 25 point game, and that is very very rich for my blood. Um, I think this is a close one, um, and it, that it comes down. I think there's a chance this comes down to who has the ball last. Ooh. Truly, I know that. Ooh. I know that Ray Biles is trying to. He told us like the key for us is defensively. We have to force Cameron to snap the ball again and again and again and again and again. And man, there's it, it, coaching wise, this is an awesome chess match. You have two state title winning head coaches. And so there's so much about this game that leads me to look at the computer projection and say, okay, computers are unfeeling robots is how is exactly what I've heard Greg Tepper describe their computer at. Then you look at the game and you look at these two teams. And I saw Lorena in person last week in that home opener against La Vega. That defense is good, man. That defense is real good. But man, this Cameron Yo team made Yoakum look silly, made Lago Vista look silly. Um, and yeah, they got prop, they got their teeth kicked in last week. But Belleville is a ranked 4A Division II school. That's a that that's punching up in weight class. Uh, and that loss to Connolly, that's another ranked 4A Division II school. So yeah, they've got two losses, but both all three losses by these teams have been punching up in weight class. These are three A Division One teams that have lost only to 4A schools. One one of those is a reigning state champ. 
Two of them are in the top ten in their division. And so I think there's a lot to like about this game, um, and, I, and I'm really excited for it to be our game of the week. Nicole Shear, and she's had some great matchups here recently, and oh, yeah. uh, and 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 I really uh, I like uh, Nicole's jumped in there and done some really good work for you guys. Okay, the uh, Brownwood you mentioned Conley Brownwood at Conley that's a storied program coming in, so I kind of like that one. The one that kind of surprised me. <laughs> Uh, you know, cause I, I look and see what, uh, like, Chad Conine and Bryce Cherry think about these games. And um, Hutto is at Midway. And I don't know. I mean, I uh, Bryce is not the kind of guy to homer things up. But both he and DJ Ramirez picking Midway in this thing. I would probably lean toward Hutto, which is where Chad Conine went. What do you think of that matchup? You know, I lean Hutto, but. I, I get where they're coming from on this. You look at Midway's uh, non-district play, and I believe when I did the math that uh, the four teams Midway played in non-district are a combined 14-2, and two, including the games against the Panthers this season. Um, that's pretty good. That's pretty good for, for a four-team resume. So, um, you know, Bryce made the point whenever I pointed that out on Twitter that there's nobody in District 12 6 day that's better than what Midway has seen already. I agree with him on better. However, to try to dismiss what Harker Heights and Temple are doing right now is to be, in my opinion, negligent. Hutto is in the middle of a transition year. Remember, Brad LaPlante is no longer the head coach of the Hippos. He, he moved into an admin-only role as Hutto starts to brace on that growth there on the Highway 79 corridor there outside of Austin um, for a second high school. And so they're in a little bit of a transition phase. But you look at what Harker Heights and, and, and Temple are doing, don't let the fact that uh, college or the college station in Arlington Martin beat Temple fool you. That is a really good Temple team that has is probably still the favorite to win this district. Although I know Jerry Edwards is listening to this and he would like a word. Um, this is a really good district, and I think that those two are up to snuff with what Midway has seen to this point. I think that Shane Anderson sees the potential in this team, if not this year, then next year, which is why. He scheduled such a murderer's row of a non-district. There's, and I agree with Bryce that there is nothing that Midway will see in district play that it hasn't seen already against Mansfield or against Permian or against Vandegrift or against Rockwall Heath. All four are playoff teams. I love it when you talk highways. I, I started thinking when you said 79, I started thinking about like where Taylor is. I always am thinking like where can I get the best barbecue and I feel like Taylor might be off Highway 79. I certainly have seen Hutto when I'm on that tollway out there going around town. So when you start talking those highways, I start thinking barbecue and things like that. And uh, 79, the Taylor exit, is always something that is very appealing to me when I'm uh, when I'm making my way around there. The other one that jumped out at me, Chi- uh, they've got they all have China Spring winning at Dallas Parish Episcopal. I'll just caution our friends on that one in the fact that Dallas Parish Episcopal put one on Alito earlier this season. Alito, a state power. Now, they were they got a new, had a new quarterback, and it was very early for Alito. But I don't – I just don't – I kind of feel like my folks thought, well, they're playing a – uh, a private school that China Springs going to roll. I would I would take a peek at that game, uh, Curtis. Yeah, I'm with you there. That I'm afraid that might like 
you know, China Spring always tends to roll over some of its private school opponents, but, you know, that there's a difference between Addison Trinity Christian, a Cedar Hill Trinity leadership, and then Dallas Parish Episcopal. That is mm-hmm. the that is the probable odds-on favorite to me to win the TAPS state championship this season uh, in whatever division they're in. I can never keep track of what of the TAPS realignment stuff because it operates so differently than everybody else uh, in the state. And so just keep an eye on that. China Spring could lose this one uh, because I think it's pretty – I think on paper, to me, it's a pretty even matchup because Parrish is uh, – is one of the private schools of record in this state. So I, I caution against getting cocky for uh, China Spring fans, but when, when you're rolling 4-0 and uh, coming off you know a blowout win over your rival and a state championship, you have every right to be, to be uh, confident heading in there. Just this is uh, – that, I'll tell you right now, that is a game that I personally would pay the price of admission to see because it is a – like phenomenal football game that's two physical teams that they're going to take sledgehammers to each other and offensively have a chance to score tons and tons of points but that is the private school of record and you know i've never said i haven't seen a bad alito team in a long time matt have you no i haven't i they're really shaky to start the season very shaky and so i think they've started to write the ship but they've made some changes since dropping that one 24-17. But, no, you do you rarely see a bad Bearcat team under Coach Buck, Tim Buchanan, the uh, legendary coach of uh, Alito. All right, uh, Kurt, Curtis, that was, uh, man, that was almost like a Kurt's Corner just broke out. That was really fun. <laughs> and I hope, uh, I hope Bryce Cherry was listening. I think one of the things Bryce looks forward to in life is having Mosley question his high school picks. I think he probably really appreciates that. <laughs> so I feel like Bryce is typing a text to both of us as we speak. <laughs> Bryce. Oh, Bryce. Bryce, um, he'll wear a good pair of cargo shorts into the press box, and we appreciate him for that. Always uh, and love that Waco trip work that they do. And then, of course, Channel 6 tonight, you'll see Curtis in uh, – uh, he'll be in the studio, and then you'll have Nicole out in the field doing some great reports from out there uh, at that Lorena game. Boy, that is some some excitement in the air as we look at some of those 3A matchups. Okay, uh, Curtis, really enjoyed it, and uh, have a uh, have a great Saturday. Okay, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you next week. It was a lot of fun, Matt. Don't forget Matt Lively live in Des Moines tonight. We'll see everyone on Friday Night Lights. Thanks, Matt. There he goes. We would never forget Matt Lively because he will not let us forget as much as he tweets selfies of himself and that kind of thing. It is the Mosley Show. We 